Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia. A lot more people have started to talk about Lad McConkey. He's a name that's started to come up in conversations as of late, um, as well as with draft analysts, too. I can't remember. We talked to so many people today on one show five, but one of the draft analysts spoke about Lad McConkey and how he thinks that he could possibly fit in a Bills offense. Mike Danger. If there's a wide receiver there at 28, I think we'd all be happy about the Bills selecting a wide receiver. Gene Vitaglia. The Bills need some depth, right, in the, in the secondary. And we, we know the Bills value versatility. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. It took a fire extinguisher to the sports bar here, the last segment with Ryan Hickey dishing out hot takes like the Bills should trade Josh Allen. Fire extinguisher fumigate the sports bar. <laughs> Open up the windows. <laughs> Uh, made you angry. Made a lot of people angry. Couple people actually heard some wisdom in what Hickey had to say. Oh, Brian, who isn't a Bills fan? No, he said he's not blinded by Bills fandom. Okay, is what he, he's probably a Bills fan. Who, you know, Bills fans are allowed to be critical of their team. If you want to be critical, if you want to say, you know, Sean McDermott might not be the guy. Maybe Josh Allen's window might be closing. Well, you know, there's there's arguments to be made with with a lot of elements of this team. It's time for some takes on tap. We'll go to the NFL scouting combine in a couple few here with Josh Reed from WIVB in Buffalo. Yeah, and the cap compliant date is coming up here for the Buffalo Bills as we approach free agency. There's that. Tomorrow is March after all. And look, it's hard to advocate, I guess, for a defender that's going to be 33 this coming year. And that clearly is at the end of the line. But I think it would actually make sense for the Bills to keep Jordan Poyer's contract as is. He's in the last year of his deal. 7.7, the million dollar cap figure. Release him, that would save you 5 million. So that's right there what makes this debatable. You know, I I would not re- cut him, nor would I push it out with other BS void years or do anything like that. One last ride. 
He had 101 tackles last year. That has to count for something. Came up with a huge strip on Mecole to save McDermott from that horrific fourth down fake punt call. Poyer still has something left, I believe. Now, that doesn't mean you don't bring in his replacement. Certainly you do. Draft someone else. And, you know, if we get to St. John Fisher and Poyer isn't where you think he should be, well, then you could always make the move then, too. Do you think the Bills would do that? I don't know that the Bills would cut a guy like Jordan Poyer with one year left on his contract. I think they would honor that. I feel like that's that's something they would do for a guy who's been a warrior, who's been there, who, let's face it, last year at this time, we thought he was going to be gone. We didn't think he was staying in Buffalo. Well, it turns out the market for Jordan Poyer wasn't what the Jordan Poyer thought the market was going to be for Jordan Poyer. And he came back to Buffalo and played well. I mean, he certainly has lost a step. We can all agree. We see it with our eyes. He's not as fast as he used to be. He's not as athletic as he used to be. He's physical. He can make some tackles, make some plays. I actually think Taylor Rapp is the guy that I would like to see them retain as well. If if you bring back Poyer, if you're able to somehow retain Rapp and draft your next young safety, I kind of like what the future looks like at that position. I am not as high on Rapp as you are. I think Taylor Rapp is a safety from a bygone era. Not quite Chuck Cecil. Chuck Cecil was this guy for the Packers. I don't know if you remember him or not, but he was just launching himself like a missile. Yeah, Not like that, but in this day and age, I love it. I, I need somebody who has more of a nose for a ball and not getting the 15-yard penalties every so often that Rapp I mean, does. a play. I mean, the play at the end of the season was a big play against Miami, right? I mean, like, he can, he can make plays... Uh, and I think it is just a matter of making sure he's disciplined enough not to get the unnecessary roughness calls, not to the holding calls, whatever it might be. He was a little reckless back there, but I kind of like that. I kind of like that you've got somebody back there that can strike some fear into your opponent's hearts because you might get decapitated if you go across the middle. I tell you, like having that safety, though, what Baltimore did drafting Kyle Hamilton. Oh. Now, the Bills are not in a position to be in the middle, but but if there were a, they feel a safety they could develop. What, who brought this up? Was it uh, was it Maddie yesterday? But like, was DeMar Hamlin on that track before the injury? I don't think so. I just kind of view him as just kind of a filler. Like that's another one. Like I don't think Dem- I don't think Demar Hamlin should be starting in the NFL. I don't think he should be on this roster. Mm. I look. I just talking from a football standpoint, folks. Yeah, um, I would be okay if they brought back Poyer. Or I mean, he's under contract. That if they don't cut Poyer, I'd be fine with that. If they found a way to retain Rap, I think that would be cool too. And if you draft a young safety. And you've got those three guys to kind of build on. I would, I'd be okay with. That. Notice we're not even talking about the guy that is a free agent taking time. Micah Hyde, no. we're not even considering. No, I, I. If he plays somewhere else, I'd be shocked. I think. It, I think this is it for Micah Hyde. I'd be shocked with the neck injury and everything that has happened the last two years. Hey, again, another guy that that last year you saw it. Like he's when he's out there, he's giving it his all. But man, there's not a lot left. There's just not as much left as what you had. And and what you had in those two guys when they were back there together was probably the best safety tandem in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So you were spoiled in that regard. You got to ref- refuel. I mean, this is what teams have to do. Guys don't stay young forever. We haven't spent any time here in the sports bar, Gino, talking about Chief Saholic, the, the story of Chief Saholic. But, oh, boy, yeah. his lawyer spoke. I don't know if you heard this or not, Gino. No, I have not. This is the lawyer for Chiefs Aholic. His opening comments after his client pled guilty 
to the charges against him. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier, and if the Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chief Saholic, we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground. And that's because he's capable of doing a great thing. And he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case, but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chief's Kingdom, he loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you and God bless. Um, all right. So I've got so many thoughts on this. Here. So what what did he do again, Danger? Robbery. He was robbing banks. Robbing banks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, if you were looking for the real life Saul Goodman, you just heard him. He's hiding in Kansas City now. Nice work with all the football references there. Look, maybe I don't understand fans who show up to games in costume, and I don't want to stop anyone from having a good time and having fun, but to take a criminal and then to prop him up like a hero, like he's done here, it's just gross. This is an adult who wore a wolf costume to Chiefs games, and his lawyer is talking him up like he's Mahomes in overtime. Dude was robbing banks to be able to afford going to games. I don't want to give him a second more of our attention because of how clearly he's shown how desperate he is for it. If the Chiefs kingdom knows anything about Chiefsaholic, are you delusional? Like all those fans are at Arrowhead to see you in your wolf costume? This guy needs to go away. Go away for a long time. Get right, pal. See, you said Saul Goodman. I'm listening to that and just the inflection and the way he's reading that. It sounded like Sergio Dip to me. Oh. You 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 see him right there <laughs> on the screen. Yes, here he is tonight. He's having the time of his life. If you know anything about Chief Saholic, if Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chief Saholic, like he's some part, of the, some part of Chief's lore, you're a dude who wears a wolf costume every Sunday to the Chiefs to whenever they're playing at Arrowhead. That's your claim to fame. Like They're covering this press conference. Shame on the media because you hear the click, 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 everything in the background. Like This is a real statement. Like People in Kansas City care about you this? just said somebody get gunned down at your victory parade and this? i guess we moved on i guess we, we moved, moved on. on oh my god chief saholic i don't need that we've done it we, we've reached our quota we don't have to mention it ever again he pled guilty he admitted he did all these terrible things broke the law he's a criminal and his lawyer is probably the closest thing to real life saul goodman will ever see nice job First time in I don't know how long I have not had a cup of coffee here today. I can so, tell. Like that is just like, and you're bringing in hot take hickey and playing with you know Chiefs aholic lawyer there. You're getting a headache, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean a total headache here. Danger! I got a problem. I got to get off this stuff. You uh, you don't have a problem. If you have a problem, we all have a problem. And like I said last hour, I think you need to double down. If the coffee machine isn't working, this isn't your problem anymore. You want to be the dude. You want to be the guy. You want to you want to set a tone every day in the office, Gino. 
You get the French press and you put that thing on your desk. You become the most popular guy up there on the second floor. I'm telling you, French press, bring in your grounds. The whole office will smell of delicious, freshly brewed coffee. You wait, you let it steep, you press it down, and you've got fresh, hot coffee that everybody is coming to you for. You you no longer, you become the dealer. You become the dealer for everybody, for all the addicts on the second floor who need their coffee fix, who are bummed out that the coffee machine isn't working. You, you, last thing you want is a bunch of you know, uh, insecure, narcissistic, and neurotic broadcasters walking around here with, uh, with g- going through withdrawal. I don't have the time for this. I like my coworkers, but I'm not. That's not my position. I'd rather just hit the button. I don't. I'm not immune to making coffee. I'm happy to make coffee. French but press. No, I don't have time for that. Be French press guy. No. If you're not going to do it, I might have to. That's more your thing. You're, you're grilling dude, your French press. I'll tell you what, man. Showing up to work and keeping a French press in your office, being French press guy in your office, that's a power move. That's a strong commitment to coffee. That's a strong commitment to your coworkers. You that's also, a power move. Yeah, you also have an office. I do not. So that's also part of the equation. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. You have your, your desk in your cube, and you, you could absolutely serve from your cube. Mm. People just come by like, hey, man, you, 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 got, you got some of that French press for me? Wait, when can I get yeah. some of that French press? Yo, Gino, <laughs> it's 2 o'clock. I'm tweaking here. I need, I need a little of the French press. What do we got going on? You'd be the most popular guy on the second floor. I have a non-sports take. Uh, We've given props here in the sports bar in the past to our delivery drivers, our plow drivers. Really anyone who makes life living for the rest of us. Moment of irony here today in the sports bar. A neighbor shared a video with me with the caption, Amazon drivers are getting lazy. Now, this is a video from last night. His driveway, the driver pulls up lobs the Amazon package in the general direction of the front door. Doesn't get out of the van, just opens up the window, lobs the package in the direction of the front door. The end result was his wife's conditioner exploding inside the package and just an overall unpleasant customer experience if you're an Amazon customer. The irony here to me is, well, is the Amazon driver lazy? Yes, in this instance, probably, but... I could also make the argument that the person who can no longer take the five-minute drive to the store to buy something may be the one lacking some motivation. I always feel like I'm saying we've run out of problems. Go ahead and add this one to the list. Next up, we're going to be paying extra to have the Grubhub driver shovel the food right into our pie hole. We're going to be the movie Wally, just like going oh. around big blobs, watching a monitor. We're not that far from seeing, it, pal. Yeah, sipping on a milkshake we or whatever. We're not it is. that far from it. Um, yeah, I, I, there, there are certain things on Amazon that if you can't get locally, sure, do that. I don't know if hair conditioner is one of them, danger. I, I just thought Unless it was it's a certain kind. I don't just thought it was a little ironic yeah. to hear him call the Amazon driver. Look, if you're an Amazon driver. I, I don't know what the protocol is. I assume that they want you to get out and drop it off on the doorstep and take the picture of it. So you know that it's there and then run back off into the van. But this guy just kind of lobbed it in the general direction of the front door and drove off. Oh, okay. Well, that's not a great customer experience. And yeah, that's probably a lazy move by that driver specifically, but it's also lazy to say that I can't get in the car, drive less than five minutes to buy my wife some conditioner. So there's that as well. And I'm ordering Grubhub tonight and I'm going to ask them to shovel it directly into my mall. Phil writing to us on X, actually specifically writing to you danger. And I need you to read this one. I've got it. 
<clears throat> okay, I know what he's doing here. Phil? Well, looks like we have a chief in wolf's clothing. Oh, it's not there anymore. Oh, sorry. Technical issue behind the scene. I had it queued up. I know where you're going, Phil. You wanted the yeah. You wanted the CSI. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, can't get fooled again. I'm sorry. It's not there. I. This, this is what happens when the Dandelorian isn't is under the weather. Yeah, everything falls to hell. Our bounty hunter, the finest, finest audio in the galaxy. We'll try and get a redo on that for you, Phil, at some point here this afternoon. We got to go to Indianapolis next and check in with the great Josh Reed from WIVB TV in Buffalo. Is our ears and eyes today at the NFL Scouting Combine. We'll get his take on everything that he's been taking in throughout the course of the week, what the Bills could do here with 28, which prospects are turning his head. And uh, we haven't talked to Josh yet this offseason, so we'll get his thoughts on just how the season ended for the Buffalo Bills. That's all on the way next here on The Fan. You're listening to The Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Hey, Mel. Brian here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. (laughs) Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, But I'm gonna get you that budget just as soon as... Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Another game for the Sabres in the Sunshine State tonight. Next stop, Tampa Bay. Goaltender Dustin Tokarski. He's been called up for the Amherst. He'll dress in Buffalo tonight. And Coach Don Granado on Tampa Bay. You know what they bring night in. They bring it night in and night out. They're they're uh, very dangerous, talented guys. Um, and again, their supporting cast is, a, is an ultra competitive group. Dan Dunleavy, Rob Ray with a call beginning at 7 tonight here on the Fan Rochester. The Amherst on the bus right now, headed toward Belleville, Ontario, first of two tomorrow night. 
on the fan. Combine continuing in Indianapolis. We'll talk to Josh Reed, WIVB, coming up next here in the Sports Bar. Next tonight, highlighting the NBA schedule, they host Golden State. Caitlin Clark, breaking news, announcing that she will enter the WNBA draft following her season at Iowa. Gene Bataglin, the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, the fan Rochester. Meet or on the rocks, it's the Sports Bar with Dainter and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. All right, let's head to Indianapolis. The NFL Scouting Combine continues today. Our ears and eyes at the Combine is Josh Reed, WIVB-TV in Buffalo. Josh, buddy, it's good to have you on with us. Really appreciate you making some time, and we know we know how hectic and busy it can be there at uh, the Combine. Paint a picture for us, man. What's the scene been like so far this week for you? Yeah, typical year here at the, at the Combine. You know, the media you know, has, has been swarming this place since Monday. Um, the players started to talk on Wednesday. Of course, you know, we heard from Sean McDermott Monday then we heard from Brandon Bean on Tuesday. Um, and then the players started talking Wednesday and they continue throughout the end of the week. Um, of course with, with the big, big one as Bill's fans, what they're waiting to hear from is the wide receivers and, and those guys are coming up tomorrow, and I, I think that's going to be a really, really busy day for us. Yeah, Josh, you had the chance before we talk to uh, you know get your thoughts on the wide receivers and how you fortify the defense and what the Bills may do in this draft. Um, they've got to get cap compliant. You've got free agency coming up. Uh, you had the chance to go one on one with GM Brandon Bean, and here's how I'll, I'll phrase the question for you. He's got a lot of decisions on his plate. Which one? Do you think you could see going either way? Of all these decisions here, which one uh, do you think Brandon Bean might have kind of difficulty going one way or another here, whether that's you know camp compliant or do you bring back a, a player like a Daquan Jones? Your, your thoughts here on just what uh, Bean must face here? Yeah, I got a sneaky one for you that I don't think enough people are talking about. A.J. Epinesa. Yeah. You know, how often do we hear Brandon and Sean both talk about drafting, developing, and then re-signing their own guys. I believe that we've seen continued growth with A.J. Epinesa in his performance on the field. Uh, Now, granted, I know that it's not some huge splash signing if they were able to bring him back, but I do think it's not only is it it would be good to bring him back at the right price, and I don't think he'd break the bank for you. And I think AJ likes the situation in Buffalo. You know, he, he would get some increased snaps, you would think, if Leonard Floyd, you know, exits. Um, Von Miller, we're not sure, you know, kind of where he's going to be going into next year. He'll obviously have a little more time to come back from his injury. But AJ Epinesa, to me, is that player. Before, early in the season, he played really well. And then in that Kansas City game, I don't know if you remember this, but he jumped on the fumble yep. and he hurt his ribs. And I really think he was dealing with that a lot later in the season and, and, and after that happened. Um, but I think A.J. Epinesa is a guy that they're really going to have to think long and hard about trying to bring him back. When you have the holes that you have at safety and not knowing what the future of Micah Hyde is going to look like other than he's going to be a free agent if he doesn't retire, uh, and Jordan Poirier, you have one more year left. Do you think there's any chance that a guy like Taylor Rapp maybe comes back to the Bills on another kind of 
well, I, I don't know if it would be a short-term deal or long-term deal. W- what's your sense on the Bills and Rap? I mean, I got to believe Taylor Rapp, just like every player in the NFL, is looking for more than just one year. Um, I don't know if the Bills can do that. Uh, I think he'd be great to have him back. You know, he's a year year in Sean's defense, and he's got it under his belt. Um, like you said, with Micah Hyde's future being very, very much uncertain, and Jordan Poyer's only got one year left on his deal, and the cap numbers pretty high for Jordan Poyer. So that's another part of the puzzle is how does Brandon Bean work through that? Um, I, I don't know this by any means. I gotta believe they'll at least go to Poyer and ask him to possibly restructure, maybe even take a pay cut. Um, we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. But um, his, his price tag for next year is pretty steep. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I, I think that, they're going to finally, after pushing this decision and this move off for years, they're finally going to address the safety position in the draft. I just firmly believe that. And, and, and quite frankly, we talked to the safeties today and some of the higher-end ones, and four of the guys that I asked, had formal meetings with the Bills here. And I think that's pretty telling. Yeah, uh, I've got one more for you, Josh, uh, on the current players and who may be uh, a casualty here. And when he got hurt in week four, I hated that uh, outcome. And we all did for, for Tredavious White. And then you look at the numbers. Okay, that's not appealing having him on the roster at $16 million, but are you re- you're only saving six if you let him go. Is there a third option here, perhaps? Is Brandon Bean, could you see, perhaps talking to his agent, look, we'd like to have you back here at the number. Um, does Tredavious White have any other options uh, than to take a pay cut? Your thoughts on the possibility of, of Tredavious White, or perhaps has he played his last down here because those are difficult injuries to come back from? I think a piece of the puzzle and a part of the answer to this is, do they believe there is still any hope at developing Kyrie Elam? I do. I think that's a part of this. And Don Butler's gone now. Maybe they believe that, you know, a fresh start with a new set of eyes and the defensive backs room, you know, as far as coaching goes, maybe they feel like somebody different, a different voice can get him to where he should be. I mean, it looks, even if it doesn't come back, you know, come out to being a first round talent, you know, you got to be able to get something out of him. Um, I do feel like that's part, part of the puzzle. I, I just, I believe that they think Tredavious can still return and play at a high level. I'm skeptical. I just, after hearing him talk after the first injury and what he went through physically, emotionally, mentally, it's just, man, it's hard for me to believe that he's going to be able to go through all of that again. That's just, that's a heavy lift. Um, And I hope he is, you know, and from, all accounts, when you ask Sean and Brandon, he's rehabbing and working to get himself back, and he's at the Bills facility. Um, you know, him being him being a top end cornerback solves a, a lot of issues. But as you mentioned, it's at a steep price tag right now, so I'm sure that's another one. Brandon is you know working with agents and trying to figure out exactly how to make it all work. I, you know, we're talking a lot about the salary cap right now. One of my favorite quotes from Brandon here at the at the uh, scouting combine when he was asked about the enormous leap 
and the salary cap number was he said he just couldn't help but smile when he found out what the number was going to be for next season and rightfully so because they were really up against it and now have a a quite a bit more wiggle room to, to kind of play with. Josh, we've spent all this time talking about outgoing free agents that could potentially come back or players that are on the roster that could potentially come back. We've spent all this time so far talking on the defensive side of the ball, yet I think most Bills fans want to see the team make a first-round investment on the offensive side of the ball, namely in a wide receiver. We all think that that's what they should do, but what do you think the Bills will do when it comes down to 28? I think it'll be wide receiver. I do. I think that anytime you can add a weapon for Josh Allen, no one's going to argue that. No one's going to say, well, you know, giving Josh Allen another guy to, to help the offense get rolling is a bad decision. I just, I, I think that's the spot of need, and that is a spot that is loaded with talent in this draft class. Look, and that uh, that's the other side of this argument, if you want to make it, is there's so many good players that you can wait till round two, maybe even round three. I just think if you've got that guy in your sights and we've seen Brandon do it before, if he likes a guy and he's a little worried about losing him, he'll jump up in the draft to go get him. He's he is not trigger shy. I mean, he will, he'll go get his guy. I think that there are a number of guys. And in speaking to several national draft analysts who sit down and do this 12 months a year. I mean, that's all they do. And a couple of guys, including Ryan Wilson from CBS Sports Network, um, he just does a great job at draft, uh, analyzing the draft and the prospects. And he mentioned a couple of guys that he thinks is going to be there at 28, uh, including Brian Thomas Jr. That's That's a name to keep an eye on from LSU. Xavier Worthy from Texas. Keon Coleman, Florida State. Those were a few that, he mentioned, and I think those are a few names, even Troy Franklin, those are a few names that we've heard, you know, you know, on and off leading up to all this. And then he broke out a guy's name that I don't think we've talked about a whole lot. At least I haven't, and a lot of the people that I, I've talked to. Ryan Wilson brought up the name Malachi Corley from Western Kentucky. Now, he's supposed to be maybe a late second-round guy. He said, sometimes it's hard to get a comp on an NFL, you know, who's this guy play like in the NFL? He said, this guy's easy. This guy is going to be the next Devo Samuel. I went, wow. I mean, (laughs) who doesn't, who doesn't want the next Devo Samuel? He said, go, go watch, go watch some tape on Malachi Corley. So I did. And Holy smokes. I mean, I don't know. I don't right now. CBS sports has him ranked as the 70th best prospect overall not wide receiver just overall and i'm not so sure that doesn't go up by the end of the combine and as the draft uh, approaches but that's a name to keep an eye on as well josh one thing we've learned from uh, brandon bean over the years is uh, they have first round uh, grades and they don't want to like spend a first round pick on a on a guy they don't think is a first rounder likewise if they only have a few left on the board that's the reason you see him move up and I look at this Bills roster, and they're, it's going to get depleted here. I think we know this through free agency. You're going to need to kind of do a redo at the end. My my question is, would it actually make more sense for the Bills this year, 28, knowing that maybe there isn't that first-round grade guy, and you can get receivers like the one you're just describing here in the second round, 
Would it make more sense for actually the Bills to trade out of round one this year? I don't think it's a terrible option. I, I don't by any means. Like you said, if the guy you want is there and you have to trade up, well, I think that's the move rather than trade back because this team is loaded with draft picks. Like they've got plenty of, of draft capital going into this. So adding more picks, I just, I don't know. I mean, what are they at, nine or ten now? I mean, it's just, they have so many picks. Adding more, I don't know how that works unless you're planning on packaging some of the later round ones to move up again. You know, maybe you move back out of the first round, and I, I don't mind that. You know, if you move back four or five picks and still get, you know, a wide receiver who can help day one, okay, that's cool. And then maybe you move up from 60. You use some of that draft capital to move back up from 60 in the second round and then you target the safety you want because it you don't often see safeties go in the first round and it if there's a safety in the first round maybe there's one probably not two so you could be looking at maybe landing the third maybe fourth best safety in the second round um, especially if you're able to move up a few picks from 60 and I just think that that's a, those are the two spots to me that they really need to target. I know defensive line, interior defensive linemen, the pass rushers, you know, um, that's also a spot that we've talked a lot about. But um, to me, safety, they just, they've got to get an influx of youth and talent in that spot. And safety is such a big part of Sean McDermott's defense. So, yeah, trading back four or five spots, um, if they believe, you know, there are two or three receivers that are still going to be left and they kind of have an equal grade on them, then I, I have no problem with that. But like I said, continuing to stockpile picks, I, I just don't know how that helps you unless you're planning on packaging them and then get moving back up, you know, from another round. Josh, you mentioned uh, the importance of safety in a Sean McDermott defense. We also know the importance of getting pressure with the front four and, and defensive tackle is going to be an area where they're short heading into the draft. They're short heading into free agency. We're getting measurables today on some of these guys, Josh. Anybody there in Indianapolis turning some heads? And is there is there anybody of, of note that might be there should the Bills uh, be picking at 28 there with a need at defensive tackle? Yeah, Sweat from Texas is the monster. I mean, this defensive tackle is... 360. I think he, I think he weighed in 366. Yeah. I mean, this guy is built like a freezer box. I mean, he is just enormous. And you put a guy like that next to Ed Oliver and look out because he's just going to eat blocks and he's powerful. And, and he, he made the comment that, where do you, where do you, where do you see me run my 40? You're not going to believe it. And I'm like, okay, well, let's see then. I guess. I mean, I guess we'll watch that. Um, I don't know how much stock you can put into a 40 for a defensive tackle. I don't know. I, to me, it's more about burst in that short area and strength, you know. But, you know, in talking to some of the, the, the national draft analysts and, as I mentioned before, guys who literally grind on this 12 months a year, it, you know, when it comes to defensive tackles, they, you know, it's consistently said by them that this is, these are players that you can get in round four, round five, round six. 
if you're truly looking for a defensive tackle to pair up next to Ed Oliver to eat blocks, that's not a guy that you need to spend a first or second round on. That's something that you can address later in the draft. And look, it's not like Daquan. Daquan Jones was amazing last year. But you can find guys similar to that, even in free agency. Maybe it will be Daquan. Who knows? I'm not rolling that out at all. I think Daquan's at the point of his career where he wants to make sure he's on a contender and he wants to make sure he's comfortable with the room that he's in. So I, I would not roll that out by any means, seeing him back in a Bills jersey next year. But I, I don't think you have to spend anything really high in the draft to pick up that defensive tackle to sit next to Ed Oliver. And, and I don't think you have to break the bank in free agency to find that guy either. Josh, uh, what are you and everybody working on WIVB here? We can go check out here as uh, we're getting ready here for the draft here next month. Yeah, so we've got some stories coming up here at five and six, talking about wide receivers, of course. You know, even though the wide receivers don't talk until tomorrow, they have been the talk of the, the draft here or the combine here all week. I mean, it's, it's amazing that. You know they're not they're not going to meet with the media till Friday, but it do- doesn't matter because we've been talking about them the entire time. Specifically, the Bills media contingent that's that's down here because we know that a that's what the fans want, and b that's what the Bills kind of need, right? And, and and doesn't hurt that it's a it's a sexy position, right? I mean, it's look yeah, a weapon for Josh Allen, and then potentially a guy who can jump into Diggs's role. You know, if Diggs is no longer part of the puzzle in 2025 grooming the guy to become the next dig so yeah i mean we're breaking all that down at five o'clock and six o'clock you know in our newscast and we continue to um we continue to put stuff up on our website wivb.com i was working on that right before i hopped on the phone here with you guys and uh we got some good stuff breaking down the safeties today so if you want to check that out on wivb.com and um and then, yeah, we'll do our 30 and 30 series, which starts in two weeks. And we, we profile 30 players, one a day for 30 days, leading right up to the first day of the draft. And uh, that's coming up in two weeks. And you'll be able to find that online as well. Josh, you're doing incredible work as always, man. Appreciate you making some time for us from Indy. Safe travels. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, stay safe. You got it. Yeah, there thanks, is Josh, Josh Reed, WIVB-TV in Buffalo. Uh, today's set of ears and eyes for us here in the sports bar, live from the NFL Scouting Combine. Our guy in Kentucky, Chris, writing in, I've seen Malachi Corley play in person. Uh, he's very good. I wouldn't mind seeing the Bills drafting him whatsoever. I could see him becoming a number one in three or so seasons. Yeah, that's Do you want to draft the next digs? Or do you want to draft something that would complement Diggs? I think I would want to draft something that would complement Diggs right now. Uh, yeah, I, I they want separation guys at wide receiver. I mean, that's always been the thing. We want guys that can separate, separation guys, guys that can separate. Beasley was a good separator. Diggs, impeccable route runner, could always separate. Dalton Kincaid seems like he's a really good route runner. He's going to be fine. Not worried about that guy. I still like McConkey. I don't know that he's a first round guy, but that's the kind of guy that I think if you were to get him, he would. When I heard, uh, oh, I'm going to screw up. I don't remember which draft analyst it was, but when I heard one of the draft analysts mention 
or, or comp Lad McConkey to Antonio Brown. Brandon Bean wanted Antonio Brown on this roster for Josh Allen. That's the kind of player I think Brandon Bean wants for Josh Allen, a separator, a guy who can stop on a dime and break some ankles. I we'll see. There's no shortage of wide receivers that we could be talking about between now and the end of April. Mm-hmm. But right now, that's the guy that I'm like, ooh, I'm intrigued by that guy. I know he's probably not a first round guy. But when you're talking about guys that are going to be available there at 28, you know, then it really comes down to, well, who do you really like? Who do you like of who's left? Because the really good guys, the elite guys, have already been drafted at that point. Unless you're going up and getting somebody. But I don't see them being that aggressive. A couple of spots, maybe. Into the top 10? No. Not with 10 draft picks. I don't think you can afford that. You mentioned Twitter. And we were talking earlier about the irony of my neighbor calling the the, uh, Amazon driver lazy for lobbing uh, a, a package the direction of his doorway. One of our regulars on Twitter... That's Elon's Twitter, also known as X, is UPS driver Josh. Amazon drivers are the worst. We despise them. Oh, now we're talking, Josh, a little a little delivery turf war. Well, UPS shows up. They had, the, you know who it is, like the Amazon. Like sometimes it's just a white van or, right? Like it's, we're going to go like Uber at some point. Got this picture in my mind of like from the scene in Anchorman where they're all meeting in a dark alley. You've got UPS drivers wearing their brown uniforms. You've got Amazon drivers (laughs) pulling up with their fancy looking vans and it's a turf war. Eh, No, no touching of the hair or face. Oh no, it's the DoorDash guys. Oh, Oh, nobody likes Grubhub. Oh, get them out of here. Uber Eats? Nice try. We're the United States Postal Service. Yeah, I want an all-in-out turf war, Josh. Let's make it happen. Shots fired. Can I get a mulligan on Josh's, uh, or I'm sorry, on uh, Phil's tweet from earlier? Okay, try it again here. <clears throat> well, we were talking about Chief Saholic and uh, his lawyer giving, uh, giving a football phrase-laden speech the steps of courthouse where his client had just pled guilty to robbing banks. Well, looks like we have a chief in Wolf's clothing. That's what I was looking for. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for giving me a mulligan on that one, Gino. I I blame Dandelorian getting sick. We'll uh, get to happy hour next in the sports bar. We'll get to a round of shots next in the sports bar and We've got time for your phone calls if you want to pull up a stool. 866-4326, the phone number 585-866-4FAN. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.